What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project podcast. I'm your host, Eric Antonson. Uh, super psyched today to have Kane DeWild back on the show. You know him on Instagram as at KDMaui. Um, one of the best foilers in the group, also one of the most technical folks uh, in the sport. And I was just down in Costa Rica for a week and had some insane breakthroughs in uh, mostly pump game, but but also surfing, riding different wings. And I got back and I messaged Kane. I was like, dude, I got to bounce this off of somebody. Let's do a show. Kane was super stoked. He wanted to come on. And what you have here is probably the most technical conversation that we've had on the podcast so far. Um, we go pretty deep into the pump game, you know, things that the last time came with Kane was on the show, I didn't have the understanding wherewithal to articulate, you know, what, what I was feeling there. Um, I didn't even understand what was possible at that point. And that's beautiful. That's the beautiful thing about this arc and doing the show is that these conversations are evolving along with, you know, my skill set. And so if you start at the beginning and you're getting into foiling, you can follow that arc and, and you should probably unfold, um, start to understand, you know, relatively along the way. And so the things that were relevant at the beginning of the podcast, uh, if you're just learning are, are probably relevant. And now things, you know, as you're progressing through the learning process, the later shows become more relevant. At least I hope, you know, that's kind of the idea of, of doing it this way. Um, I hope that you guys enjoy the show with Kane. I uh, will get right into it today. I'm stoked. If you haven't listened to his first show, go back, you know, maybe listen to that. Uh, follow him on Instagram at Katie Maui so you can see what we're talking about. Oh, also, we discuss uh, pump technique, and I just released a video on my Instagram. On Instagram, I am the.progression.project. And a lot of folks get me confused with Eric Foyle, Eric Christensen, who lives in Texas, super good dude. Uh, we are different people. Uh, he gets some messages sometimes about the show. He forwards them over. It's cool. Um, but, uh, but, but I'm the.progression.project on Instagram. And go there and you can check out the difference in style of pumping. And that's what we're discussing at the beginning of the show. Uh, so that might be that might be beneficial. Uh, give me a follow if you guys haven't already. I appreciate it, and always feel free to reach out with questions. I'm always happy to to answer questions um, and suggestions for guests. Constructive feedback, uh, and thanks. This foiler community is amazing. It's super fun to be a part of it, and it's just uh, it's just a really cool cool thing. One of the most exciting things I've been a part of um, in sport for sure. So, all right, enjoy the show with Kane. And hope everything's good. All right, Kane, thanks for coming back on the show, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, that's, uh, a lot of folks are excited about you coming back on. And um, the first question that I, that I got from so many people is, how's the knee doing, man? The knee is getting better every day. Um, you know, can't really do a whole lot of PT until I see, until I really see, you know, someone who, someone who specializes in it. But, um, yeah, just walking and going up, going up and down stairs and just doing light, light exercise now. So 
What did you do exactly? I saw the picture and I saw what you wrote online um, with the MRI, but I have no idea what I'm looking at there. Well, I I was outside Kanaha um, winging and I caught caught a wave, caught a left and went for an air. And when I'm strapless, so, you know, the board sticking to your feet really depends on, you know, how you, how you enter the jump. And I just entered it a little wrong. The wind caught the board and, uh, I wasn't braced when I landed and I landed with, with my knee a little twisted. And so the kneecap popped out. Oh God. And uh, popped it back in. And it was like 40 minutes of, uh, of a struggle trying to get back in. Oh man. Cause you probably couldn't get back up at that point. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't get back up and there was, there were some pretty good waves and I was, really far out oh man but uh yeah it it turned out fine had someone help me on the beach and super grateful you know that that someone could get me back to my car Um, you know i've always been worried about um knees and foiling you know it happened to my buddy chase where he pulled off a wave and a like a little chop came and there's so much force if you're not expecting it and it buckled his knee kind of the wrong way and he was out for a little bit and i've definitely felt that you know like in um uh, yeah, I think it's uh, Ocean Baby on Instagram. Was that she's been out for a little while with a knee thing, and I think it's her. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, I actually, I actually got into partly because I I, I was recovering from the same thing, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's great as long as you're not doing errors because it's it's pretty low impact, right? And the pumping, and it, it takes a lot of it, it builds up your, the, your knee strength a lot. Foiling builds up your so, knee strength. I, I would agree with that. I, I, my yeah. whole lower body is stronger than it's ever been in my life. It's yeah, like, it's it looks great. different. It's funny. Yeah. But, um, you know, you're doing great. Can't wait to start PT. Yeah. That's always a tough, a tough time when you're just sitting around. If you're anything like me, mm-hmm. man, that's the worst. It's like, mm-hmm. let me train for something, but please don't make me sit around. Yeah. <laughs> Trying um, to get back into the. I'm thinking I can just lay down on a surfboard and and <laughs> take some bombs. Why am I standing <laughs> up? Bodyboard and shore break. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's let's jump in on foiling. I just I just got done with a one week trip down to Costa Rica where we've got you know our our setup down there and like where Brian's yeah. coming down to host the camp in a couple weeks and. You know, I, I had this massive breakthrough in pumping and you were the first guy I thought of that I wanted to talk to because I haven't heard anyone describe what I think I figured out. And okay. I want to see if this is a, a, a real thing or not. And so I'll give you the little the arc of it and then we can kind of talk through it and, and see how this goes. And um, partly this came from I had the Neil Pride medium wing. And I know how I pumped that wing. And then I was watching Kiahi's video and seeing how he pumped that wing. And he was pumping it completely different. You know, my cadence mm-hmm. was much faster than Kiahi's. And it kind of blew my mind a little bit. And we talked about it on the show and I didn't understand anything there. But then when we got to Costa Rica, I, I have the uh, MFC set up and I was riding that. And that's yeah. a wing that I've had a lot of trouble pumping. And so I just started experimenting with it. And what I figured out is that I think that wings basically have gears and and the gear is essentially your angle of attack of the pump your wave function of the pump and so as you're going slower you need 
a, a faster frequency, but then as you gain uh-huh. more speed, you can, you can stop. So what I felt was in, in keeping the angle of attack lower, it was essentially yeah. felt like I was turning up the, uh, the, te- the, the, um, resistance on like a bike and yeah. I was pushing harder, going faster per pump and then able to carry that speed more. Like I just put out a video today where I'm pumping the 190 yeah. and I'm pumping it at a cadence that's much slower than I've ever pumped the 210 at. And it, mm-hmm. it, it feels amazing. And it's really unlocked me being able to surf like the surf wing of the, uh, of, of the MFC, which, you know, I, I hit you up before and I was like, yeah. I can't pump this thing. It's too small for me. Um, yeah. Do you feel the same thing? Like what is your, what is your framework around kind of what I bastardized there trying to explain? Yeah, well, I, I actually agree with that 100%, and, and it, it actually relates to what we wanted to talk about with uh, tailwing size and fuselage length a lot. Okay, but, so um, maybe we, this is just a big discussion about all that. Yeah, so, um, you know, at lower speeds, you're going to need, like what you said, a lower gear, where you swing the nose around a lot, you use more of the mass, and yeah. um, you keep the foil, because you're moving slower, you need to move the foil more to uh, to keep it at the right angle of attack, uh, and you know make thrust. Where at a higher speed, you have you have more water moving, and uh, if you try and swing the board around like that, you're just wasting energy. The the foil's at too low of an angle of attack to make uh, to make the thrust you want, and so right. you have to you have to slow down your pump, use more back foot, and uh, and uh, when you when you learn to use more back foot. You also end up gliding more between pumps, and that helps a lot. Yeah, that that that's exactly what I was was feeling. It was almost like as you come up on the pump. So so my framework for pumping before had always kind of been a bounce off the bottom. I was accelerating the wing okay. down, and then I was looking at the bottom like like kind of like a turn to pop back up. Um, okay where I was, I was kind of waiting. Uh, if you looked at it like, uh, like a pump track, I was pumping at the bottom of yeah. that track, trying to accelerate out. I wasn't thinking yeah. about it. Like I'm going to create my own pump track and, and every, every yeah. stroke is going to get, is going to make the pump track wider and wider and wider. And then by the end mm-hmm. you're pushing really hard. Um, but yeah, but it's a, but it's a much more gradual, like slower push. Um, yeah. the, the other thing sure. that I was feeling is the fact that uh, as you are coming up and you get that angle of attack just right for the pump on the way down, mm-hmm. from that point forward, it's an equal foot pressure. And that's when it really yeah. helps for your front foot to be forward of the mast. Because if it's not, then that gets a little bit difficult. But if you if you have that front foot right forward of the mast, as you come down, it, it really, for me, you said it, it, uh, it goes more to back foot, but for me, it felt like it kind of was saving um my back leg a little bit maybe because i didn't have to jump off of it so hard because it was more of like a, yeah, a yeah. equally weighted jump off the bottom slower yeah and uh like what i noticed going to the, the you know i just got albatross 165 okay that actually goes even further with that technique and it's it's almost back footed so it's really important to move your feet to the right position to, to make like equalize your foot pressure. Interesting. How does um, the 165, have you, have you ridden the 190? I know you know, have the 210. Have you ridden the no, 190 yet? Nope. Uh, 
190 is gorgeous. It's the prettiest, yeah. um, prettiest wing I've seen. Um, I think it's like, it looks yeah. like the 210, just the cords a little bit thinner. It's a little bit, a little mm -hmm. bit wider cord, like right by the fuse. And then it almost kind of mm -hmm. has like a, uh, like a little a, more taper, yeah. Yeah, a little taper. And, and so the, the wing tips get pretty narrow. It's uh, really bladey. You can, you can breach it more than the 210, which is cool. Really? I, I find wow. that you can. And um, yeah, and the smaller wing tips might help with turning a lot. Um, it's definitely more responsive, but, but it wasn't apples to cool. apples because I was using all different tail wings from what I ride with the, uh, yeah. with the so, 210. Yeah, and that... So with, with that pumping and the, the gears, that kind of ties into the, the fuselage length and, and tailing discussion. Yeah. Where I kind of see that as gears too. Okay. Where a longer fuselage would be a higher gear and a shorter fuselage would be a lower gear. That makes sense. But right? so because, what's the relationship well, then between fuselage length and, you know, overall surface area, I would say, of, of the tail? It seems that for turning anyways... You could either go smaller on the tail or shorter on the fuse, and both mm -hmm. of those might accomplish the same things in turning. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll accomplish really similar things on the wave, um, because really, essentially, what it, like going to the basics, what a tail wing does is counters the pitching moment of the front wing. Okay. Where, you know, as you go faster and faster, the front wing lifts you up, but it also wants to pitch down, so pull the nose down to the water. Right, and the tailwing counteracts that force. So a bigger tailwing will, at a higher or a higher angle, you know, will give you more front foot pressure and actually create more downforce. Where, in you know, in the perfect world, the tailwing is perfectly matched to the front wing, and as speed increases, your foot pressure doesn't change at all. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that at some point, though, it has to, right? Like. In in the tail wings that I was testing, I tested four tail wings on the 190 while I was down yeah. there, and one of them um, is an eight inch. Uh, two of them I made, and two of them I chopped down. One the one of them that I chopped yeah. down is the flat, the race wing. Um, that's mm -hmm. chopped down to a 13, I believe now. The mm -hmm. down curve was chopped to a 12.5. I have the full down curve which we brought, but I don't really ride that one. And then the two that I made, huh. one of them is a 12 inch wide, super flexy, almost zero profile wing, which was super interesting. Uh -huh. I mean, my favorite to surf by far in small surf, but then pumping, if okay. you weren't going really fast, it would stall incredibly quick because of the flex, I think. And then yeah. uh, an eight inch uh, flat tail wing that I made that has a lot wow. of volume. And my thought, my rationale there was to counter that pitching motion, um, yeah. you would have extra volume on a very small wing. And that seemed to work, although you could feel the drag. It was slow yeah. to pump and the cadence for pumping was ugly. Like the video, I, I didn't even want to use it because it was like, you know, you're pumping like, like you're pumping a tiny wing. Like, But then in the surfing, yeah. uh, it was amazing. Um, okay. So, th those yeah, so are what, that's what I just tested. With tailings and fuselage length, it's what, what it's really about is matching your front wing. So, like, okay. if you, you see a lot of guys riding Armstrongs going with super short fuselages, you know, super small tailings, um, those front wings don't have a whole, like, as much of a pitching moment as something like uh, an albatross would. Which, so, where does the pitching moment, where does that come from? It comes from the, the front wing foil section being asymmetric. So you can think okay. of it like a curved paper flying through the air. Yep. Right. 
if you hold, if you just push a curved piece of paper through the air, it'll it'll want to you know pull down. Right. If you hold it at an angle, it'll want to make a lift. Okay. And so that what that does is hold it at the right angle. Gotcha. And you can um, do that with your weighting, but then that gets difficult. Yeah, because it changes with speed. So your right. pitching moment goes up as your speed goes up. So your foot pressure won't be constant. Right. Um, Where I notice that a whole lot on the um, Albatross or, or the Unifoil Hyper is mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm turning. So if I'm using a really small yeah. tail wing and I'm accelerating through a turn, through the turn I have to go farther and farther uh, back foot yeah. weighted. And then it really changes the turn. It makes the turn pretty ugly. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's where it's, uh, cause you, you, you get a lot of uh, change in speed through a turn and um, take off. Mm-hmm. And that's where you notice it the most. Um, so really, yeah, it's about matching your front wing. Uh, if to get the same feel, or if you want to keep the feeling pretty similar, um, you can go shorter fuselage, larger tail wing, and that'll put you in a lower gear pumping where it'll be better at low speeds, but right. um, your high speed pumping won't be the same. And you'll have a little bit more drag because of the bigger tail wing. Where, that makes sense. For example, for, for downwind, um, I'd actually like to go a little bit longer on the fuselage because a lot of the pumping you're doing is at a really high speed. Okay. And it's uh it's like a higher gear you get more effective pumping at that speed okay so yeah it's important to yeah it's just important to match it to what you're trying to do and and what front wing you're riding how much of a difference does tail wing tail wing make when you're riding say a high aspect 210 albatross versus a stealth 175 or a MFC 1250. It is, does the wing shape, you mentioned it before, it does make a difference, yeah. but where is it felt more, um, you know, high aspect versus kind of surf wing. And I'm leaving, um, I mean, maybe you should also include like, uh, like some of the lower aspect, um, higher volume yeah. wings in that too. Um, <laughs> generally the more responsive the front wing is the more you'll feel the change in the tail wing okay um and there's a special case for something like the stealth 175 or i think it's the vortex 175 mm-hmm. with the dihedral uh dihedral shape uh, where the roll and yaw are actually linked so having uh, like changing the vertical area of your tail you know uh, will will really change how the foil rolls and how responsive it is in the roll. Can you explain uh, how yaw uh, how that's linked on the dihedral wings, yaw and roll? Yeah. So the thing here with plane. So and if you have a dihedral wing, which means the tips of the wing are higher than the center, um, by putting the wing at a yaw angle, so. I don't know what the easiest explanation for, for that is, but an angle of yaw relative to the flow, it'll put one wing at a higher angle of attack than the other. So if you say you're entering a turn and you do that first entry and you're, you, you, you crab a little bit sideways, the outside wing tip 
will be at a higher angle of attack and actually help roll you over. And so okay. the flatter your tail the flatter your your tail is, the easier it is to uh to pivot and yaw the the foil uh-huh. and the more responsive it will be in roll. I gotcha. Do you think like with the MFC then and that um kind of down curve to up curve tail uh yeah. like wingtips, is that to counteract mm-hmm. some of that extra um, um you know, like roll actually, feel? I, I think this one of the, one of the reasons the you know the double con, kind of double concave and hedral shape um, works so well and feels so surfy is because it still kind of has that effect, but the the wingtips being curved down gives you a little bit uh, a little bit less roll stability and a little bit uh, a little bit better tracking basically. Okay. And so it, it's just a slight change in feel. Um, but uh, on, on something like you know, a high aspect wing or an albatross, you don't get that same effect. So it's really more about um, the size, like just the, the area of your tail wing and the foil section and matching it all to the front wing to get an even foot pressure. Gotcha. What do you think about like surface area of tail wing versus volume of tail wing? The, um, the, the wing that I made that was incredibly flexy was also the thinnest by far least volume tailwing I've ever ridden. And I could not believe the amount of drag I feel in other tailwings after riding that. I mean, you could feel the flex. Um, When I was going slow, it was by far the best, the 190 surfed. Um, Mm -hmm. Once you hit a certain speed though, it got so, so much back foot weight was needed in turns that it was almost, it was difficult to kind of look like you're manualing a skateboard the whole time. Um, but, uh, but I couldn't believe how fast that thing was. Like, yeah. do you think maybe more surface area with, with thinner tail wings is going to be a thing and maybe flex on the tips. And like, what I'm thinking mm-hmm. about doing to that wing now is like maybe doing some carbon reinforcement for the first six inches of it, you know, like three inches on each side and then keeping the, keeping the tips super flexing. Okay. Cause that was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. There's, there's so much to play with and. Like I, I've seen some guys recently um, that made a whale tail for their Armstrong. Oh, that's cool. Have you seen that? No, and I haven't, but I'm but I think about that stuff. I look at bird tails. Yeah, and it, it, it's really interesting. And, you know, they're, especially in the surf, um, there's so much to try and, and so many different feels for, for different tail wings. But, yeah, it's crazy. But for, for volume uh, versus area, it's kind of like this. It's kind of the same as a front wing where, you know, a higher aspect, thinner um, front wing will give you uh, better high speed lift or, or like if you think of maybe some of the older go foils, like the, like the 280 or something that are super thick, those are really, really nice at low speed and uh, they're super stall resistant. So a thicker tail wing will um, a thicker tailing will give you more low speed lift which might help um you know pumping it off the water or could also uh you know make it pull up pretty hard at on takeoffs where a, a tailing that's too thin will stall on the takeoff or stall pumping at low speed and won't give you the thrust you want so, so it's, it's all about that happy medium but um 
and as I said before, matching matching the speed you're going. But yeah, it'd be interesting to try some thinner tails with more area. Um, I might have to might have to make some of those. I've got some funky ideas in my head right now for some tail wings. Like you look at you know fish tails, like actual yeah. fish fish like in the ocean fish. Um, and some of those, you know, like how, how, how long and flowy they get at the end, you know, you could almost see like mm-hmm. a tapered tail that would fit into the pocket in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, might be really fun. Yeah. I, there's so many things to try. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think pumping and downwind where, where efficiency is key is probably, is probably more set already. You know, you want, you just want maximum efficiency. So the right thickness and, and high aspect and, you know, good amount of area. So you get all that drive from your pump, but yeah, yeah. Surfing, it's all about feel. So everything's, everything changes there. Yeah. It seems like with, with, with surfing, you're always going to be, you know, that's actually one of some, maybe jump into this conversation right now. Like I, in, in surfing, there's always going to be some sort of contradiction between high performance surfing and then ease of pumping. I think, I don't think you're ever going to have like the best of both worlds. Like the 190 gets, the feels amazing, probably the 165 for you. Um, but then there's this point where I fell in love with, with surfing, like on the face surfing with the MFC stuff, this trip. And now that I've learned to pump it, it's, it's really like, when do I want to ride a high aspect wing? And when do I want to just go out and surf? I mean, I'm not going to connect, 10 waves together on the MFC stuff. That's not going to happen, but I could connect three or four waves together and, you know, surf at a really good level on all those waves, or I can take out, you know, uh, so at what point do you want to ride a surf wing? What point do you want to ride a high aspect wing? And it is the 165. Do you get enough surfing out of like the 165 albatross to where you're like, I won't ride the 175 stealth or or where's Uh, that balance fall for you? For me, I, I really just like surfing. So uh-huh. what I want out of a wing is something I can rip as hard as I, as I can on the wave and then just pump it back out or maybe get two waves in a row. Yep. And, uh, and that, that's kind of where I like it. So, so it's basically surfing, but you don't have to paddle. Yep. Um, that, that, that's where I'm landing too. Yeah. When I want to ride a high aspect wing is usually when, we have really consistent waves, offshore, offshore wind or no wind, and I can just go for as many waves as I can. So that that's that's my fun in, in bigger high aspect wings is is trying to you know beat my own records in terms of you know wave count um, or downwind. But pretty I pretty much always ride the stealth one seventy five even now that I have the one sixty five. Yeah, I think. Oh. Where the one with the one sixty five and the smaller high aspect wings come in is on um, is on bigger maybe <laughs> maybe bigger waves with with less um, you know that that aren't breaking so something like uh, you know what the guys in Texas are riding behind the tankers that would be perfect for the one sixty five <clears throat> or um, one sixty five would also be great on days that are too big to paddle into it's such a fast wing and it handles high speed so well, but also can pump great at the same time. So I can, you'll be able to take a small wave inside, pump it out to a bomb and, and ride the, and surf the bomb pretty well. 
where you wouldn't be able to do that on a smaller wing like the like the 175 or you know smaller wingspan wing like the 175 yeah i actually did some of that while we were in uh in costa rica on this last trip there's a right point break that's fairly sheltered with kind of a bigger wave um boil that was really hard to get into i thought i was going to be able to paddle into it i just got pounded like three times um i was like this is this is ridiculous so i went over and was chipping in on the right and then it was about a 40 second pump to whip in to which was too long man because then i was getting there and i was like all out of breath and i'm just thinking i hope i don't fall and i get held under because i got like eight seconds of breath hold right now um, but I did it, I did it a few times just to do it. It was super fun. And I was on the 190, and that makes a lot of sense because it had plenty of speed to kind of hold yeah. into a four foot at 16 second kind of open ocean rolling wave. I was able to crank out a few turns on it, which was fun. Yeah. And uh, you have to be careful with those long pumps because sometimes you get to the wave outside and you don't have enough energy to surf it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've felt that for sure. That's yeah. the worst feeling when you get there and then you catch the wave and it's just recovering. Yeah. That's, if I'm going for a lot of waves, that's the whole time. You're just like, get on the wave <laughs> and stand as still as you can. Don't move. <laughs> um, man, I was, I'm so excited to try the 250, which I love. Like the 250 is, yeah. I, I love that wing. You know, I, I, with the tail that I have, it's, I can surf it pretty good. I cannot wait to try that wing with what I just figured out about pumping. I think it's going to be yeah. just so much easier you know that that wing is so so good for for like long pumping long distance or or sitting up a long time it's crazy um yeah yesterday blows me away every time i ride it (laughs) yeah i love it it's great on i ride it under my sup too and it's amazing on that um i turns really good i was actually watching i got in the youtube you know rabbit hole last mm-hmm. night of um speed records for rc planes yep and it is amazing i actually sent one of them to cliffy one of the videos because it's amazing how yeah. similar some of those planes look to the 210 and the 190 wings, wings. almost identical man yeah well it's you know you got to learn from from what's already out there and and uh build off what other people have found so far so yeah, a lot of wings. A lot of the high aspect wings are are pretty similar to the glider wings. Yeah. Um, All right, man. Here's another another topic I want to discuss, and that is yeah. something I've been thinking about as I've progressed through, you know, the sport. I've been into it like 11 months now, and yeah. As I am getting better, I'm realizing there's this kind of ratio between the speed of the wave and the speed that you can go. And as, as you get better, this happens in surfing too, but more, more dramatically in foiling, you're able to maintain a much higher ratio of, of like personal speed to wave speed as you get better in foiling, which is enabling, I, I didn't understand how some people were riding, you know, smaller wings in, in the waves that they were riding. And now as I'm getting okay. better, I'm able to, you know, with efficiency and, and not, not messing up and, and the ability to work mm-hmm. back and forth through the pocket, um, you can maintain some pretty high speeds on some pretty small waves. And it seems to me like yeah. that's a great metric for performance, you know, as I think that guys like you, um, 
are able to maintain incredible speeds relative to wave speed because of the efficiency of the foil. Um, and it's such like a, it's, it's such a cool way to look at performance, you know, like when you start off and you're riding a waist high wave and you're on a huge, you know, low aspect wing, you're basically going the same speed as the wave. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I I definitely feel that. And it, you know, now that you mentioned it, it might, it is actually a pretty good way to, you know, to measure skill level if you, if you want to do that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, you know, more and more, I'm not really riding big wings. I, the speed difference between a big wave and a small wave, isn't that huge. It's really because a wave has so much energy, even a small wave carries, like, if you think about how much water is moving and, and how much energy is in that wave, it's crazy. So, it's really all about learning how to harness that energy and staying in the, you know, in the power zone on the wave and, and moving around and, uh, turning a lot. Yeah. <laughs> staying in the, pocket. and it, it actually, in a way it's a more critical game. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. say it's easy to ride big waves in any way, shape or form. You know, I saw the picture that Kyle Lenny posted today of him on like a 50 foot wave, which oh, is insane was on amazing. foil. Um, I mean, obviously that's a whole different sport compared to what I'm yeah. doing anyways. But uh, in the foiling, like in what I'm doing in like wave riding, it, it seems like it's more technically difficult to ride a small wing in a small wave than to ride bigger surf. Um, when I say bigger surf, I mean, you know, yeah, not huge. Like, but, like head high, a little overhead, right. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, it, how do I explain? You know, everything has its own challenges, but yeah, it's it's really fun trying to keep those those small wings going and the small waves, and uh, trying to pump less and less, and make it more you know about having a surfy style and and uh, you know hitting critical sections that you can't on bigger waves. Yeah, um, yeah, but on, you know on the bigger stuff it gets really hard when you, when you start really going for it. Oh, I'm and, sure. Uh, trying to hit the foam on a big wave is so tricky. Is and hitting the foam. At... Of... Sorry to cut, cut oh, you sorry. off. Go, go, go ahead. There's a lot of room for, uh, for improvement and progression on bigger waves for sure. So, so at your skill level right now, when I hit the foam, it seems at best, it's a 50, 50 roll of the dice. Even if I do everything well, do you still feel that way? Is there still some random, um, kind of, you know, randomness to, to hitting the foam or can you pretty much always ride out of it if you do it right? It's really dependent on the setup like on, on what board and foil you're riding and the mass placement and the tail wing. But, um, generally I, things start, I start get starting, starting to get lucky a bit above shoulder high. Okay. So if it's above shoulder so, high, then there's more, there's more random luck in, involved yeah, so, in it. So pretty much once my whole mast is in the foam and there's nothing below the foam, that's when it starts getting kind of sketchy. <laughs> but, um, with with my new board and and I'm running a different mass placement and, and a different tailwing now, it got a lot more forgiving. And you know, as I hurt my knee, 
I was just starting to scratch the surface of, of what's possible with the new setup. Yeah. How is it when you say new setup, do you mean the, uh, the 165? Cause I feel like the high no, aspect I'm, wings are harder in the, in the foam. Oh, for sure. Okay. I'm, I'm still on the 175, but new board, which is making a huge difference. Um, and yeah, the different tailing that seems, it seems like it's reacting a little better in the foam. It's a bit more forgiving. Um, and yeah, just, just taking more inspiration from surfing and trying to figure out what's possible with the foil. So you design, I mean, a lot of your own gear, what are you designing? Yeah. What are you, what are you frothing on right now in boards? Um, and then in, yeah. in your tail wings and, and are you ever going to start selling them? I mean, you, you talked about that a little while ago, but I want some. It's, I'll say right now, it, it's in the works. All right. <laughs> I've said that for a while, <laughs> but um, it is in the, it's coming along. Um, with, with the thing. But really right now I'm frothing on boards a lot. Um, just because of the difference I've seen, um, going from my, my last board to, to this new board and how much it let me in or how much I improved in such a short time by just changing that. What um, was the so, change? So I went a little bit longer. Um, I, I went from four Oh by 20 to four, two by 19. Uh -huh. Biggest difference. The biggest thing I changed though was, um, I changed, I refined the outline a little more, um, rocker a little more, just really small changes. Um, but, um, uh, the bottom, the bottom I did was, was super, uh, or helped a lot. So I did really small bevels and then pretty surfy style rails. Um, not a lot of, you know, hard edges or spines and then a really light kind of single concave channel through the middle. Um, it's, it's, it's nothing super extreme, but that's what makes it work. Why? Um, having, having a board that I, I like having a board, um, where nothing, where if you hit the foam or hit a critical section, nothing catches. Yeah. I do so too. I've noticed riding, riding some of the newer boards, um, you know, that are going really deep double concaves and, and, you know, hard bevels and, and that kind of thing. They're really awesome when you touch down, you know, at high speed going straight. Um, because they don't have a lot of drag, but if you get them into a, in a into a tight spot, they don't recover as easily. Interesting. I, I've gone. So, I, um, everybody knows I design boards too, and and I just tested a couple new mm -hmm. ones on this last trip. And mm -hmm. the one that I'm frothing on right now, it's like I'm trying to accomplish the same thing. We're going about it a little bit differently. I've got more um, kind of like total V throughout the bottom to okay. keep it to where it's almost like a boat hull to where yeah. if, if it hits, there's, there's almost no tracking. It's got chines, boat hull, yeah. and very, very beveled rails, um, pretty soft, nothing to catch, but, but a pretty good clip of bevel there. And then pretty round, uh, in the nose, um, also going yeah. a little bit longer. That one I, I actually made specifically for this trip. It's a four nine. Um, so it's a little bit longer cool. and I've got a four, two coming hope next week to test as well which is uh okay. even even more kind of like smoothed out um, yeah yeah so what do you I, think? I like that oh go ahead boat hull. and you uh, do i thought about that and it would it would be really forgiving and, and kind of nice on the touchdown 
or maybe even doing a kite a kite foil race board thing where you know you have a flat section in the middle and bevels on the sides. Okay. But what I really wanted is because I I made the tail skinnier. Like the tail isn't as wide on my new boards, mm-hmm. um, and I the whole board isn't as wide, and I added some bevels. Um, I thought I'd lose a lot of lift on the takeoff. You know, right? The board, the board would you know knife through the water, but sometimes you want it to kind of sit on top as you take off. Right. So I added that single. I added that single concave to kind of bring some lift back into the board. Interesting. Or you know, hopefully, it seems like it works so far. That's awesome. I, I kind of thought about the same thing there and I, I added a lot more volume to the nose. It's a pretty thick board yeah. and it's actually got like the nose is about two inches thick. Um, yeah. To, to keep you up on the water with a, with a good, like little last, like nose flip. Um, yeah. Kind of help you push for, for those whitewater takeoffs, you know? Um, yeah. The other thing that's super important that I, and that I want to kind of get out there for guys that are making their own boards or, or ordering boards um, I found that having some tail rocker makes a huge difference. Like tail rocker through the box. Through the um, box. How much are you putting in? Through the box. I actually don't know the exact number, but it's it's not a lot. Um, but just having having the the foil at a slightly different angle. Uh, yeah. To what you're saying. Yep. Um, really changes the feel. Like it's crazy. If you ever, if you ever want to try it without, you know, getting a new board, get some really thin, get, make it, get a really small shim and just put it under the two front bolts of your, of your plate. That's, that's um, awesome, I mean, dude. Of course, like make sure you trust the board building, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh. it, it goes from, from snow, more of a snowboard feel to more of a surfing feel. And, uh, it's, pretty dramatic how much of a difference it makes that's really cool i i do a three eighths of an inch tail rocker through the box it's flat but it's okay. but, it, but it goes through the box and that my yep. my rationale for that was in bigger surf to give you just a very slight angle of a lower angle of attack so you don't lift yeah. quite as early um yeah so it helps a lot of the takeoff too because when you're paddling your wing is not your wing isn't at as high of an angle of attack. Right. So yeah, takeoffs are more forgiving. Um, And then my theory behind why it works so well is that um, it puts you at a more natural surf step. So a surfboard works by, or a surfboard works at an angle relative to the water, right? Mm -hmm. So your front, when you're riding, your front foot's actually higher than your back foot. Because that board, you know, needs to be a little bit nose up to work. But on a foil, your the the wing is at is at such a low angle of attack that if your feet are at the same angle as the plate, it feels almost like you're riding front with your front foot down, like more like a snowboard, where where your feet are at the same uh, angle as the way you're moving. So just changing that a little bit makes it feel more like you're riding a surfboard. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. And I, I think that's the reason behind why it works or it feels so good. But, um, yeah, it's super interesting. Um, use, use this real quick since we're talking about your boards. Uh, I'm sure everyone's curious. How do people see your boards? Where can they buy boards you design? Can they? 
Okay. Plug, plug it a minute. Um, yeah. So I'm working with Mark Rafflers, who shapes for SIC paddleboards. You can find him on Instagram at FlyingDutchman808 and get in contact with him. And and uh, I'm kind of doing the prone board thing, and, and he's into the stand-up boards. Um, we're, we can make customs. You'll pretty much make whatever you want. It's not the cheapest, but um, boards are super high quality, super light. And uh, yeah, they're, they're awesome boards. Let's talk weight and boards for a second, because I've been testing. Now they're not heavy, but but heavier mm-hmm. boards. Like my last batch of boards, um, I actually wanted to make them a little bit heavier. I'm doing double stringer poly blanks, and okay. the rationale is I hate flex and foils. Like I've had a couple. I've had a lot of boxes break. Number one, uh, mm-hmm. and two, I feel like flex. I think all the efficiency and that direct drive onto your foil is is creates a much better feel and, and a faster totally. uh, board and so i think that if totally. it weighs an extra i weigh 195 pounds if my board weighs seven pounds mm-hmm. instead of six pounds or eight pounds instead of six pounds i don't know how much yeah. it's going to matter i mean like i'm used to surfing pretty big stand-ups and i can throw those around pretty good um yeah so i did some experimentation with these heavier double stringer poly boards and i've been really stoked on them you know everyone says they like much lighter boards have you tested mm-hmm. a little bit heavier? And I mean, what's, yeah. what, what do you not like about when can you start to feel weight in a board? I guess. I mean, I, I know swing weight for um, sure, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Swing, swing weight's the biggest difference you feel, but if you know, there is something to be said, if you're getting stiffness and strength out of it, having some, some, some weight between your feet, you know, won't make a huge difference. Um, weight definitely dampens it a little bit. So it, it feels a little smoother. You don't notice the chop as much, mm-hmm. but um, I like being able to, you know, swing it around and, and do errors and have the thing stick to my feet. So, so weight's pretty important. Yeah. I don't do but any really, errors. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can have it. For, uh, I don't know. Cause I, I actually think it might help surfing bigger, bigger wings a little bit. Weight. Um, or maybe that's the width of the board. So I, I've noticed, uh, I've noticed like on a stand-up board, and you probably noticed the same thing. If I ride my 210 on a prone board and a stand-up board, in some ways the stand-up board actually surfs better mm-hmm. with the I bigger agree. high axis. The 250 for sure. Yeah. And I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I haven't thought about it too much, but, um, but I, I, I think part of it might be the weight. Maybe. I also find that you can hack heavier boards by putting, you can use the weight of the board. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you, your, your trick of balancing wings is now famous. Everybody talks about it all the time. Um, yeah. And I think it's awesome. Um, but I find that if you hack that a little bit on heavier boards and you move the wing, the foil forward to where you're a little bit yeah. tail heavy, that helps you yeah. in pumping. It helps bring the foil back up under your feet. And especially when I yeah. do that on like the high aspect wings on a standup, um, I can pump them it, it, without wind being a factor. So if you're in a headwind or something like that, the big board will ruin you. But without wind mm-hmm. being a factor, I can pump them just as good as uh, smaller boards. Yeah. If you weight them right. Yeah. And especially with as wings get more and more efficient and you learn to pump better, right. um, you, you swing the nose around less. 
And so actually the swing weight becomes less and less of a factor as you get better. Um, so yeah. It's cool Processing all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, th these conversations, I, I love them, Kane, because I'll break this down in yeah. my head now for the next like two weeks trying to figure <laughs> out all the stuff that you said that I didn't, that I'm not ready to understand yet. I think that's the beautiful thing about learning is that, you know, you can watch a video when I, when I break down video and I study, you know, cause I'm like, I wish I was the innate talented yeah. guy who could just like go out there and just do stuff. I'm friends with some guys like that. It drives me nuts. Like I have to like focus on it and practice it and learn it and study it. And, you know, I'll watch a video like. You know, I just went back and recently watched some of your videos, um, okay. the video where you're at really choppy. It's like a 10 second or 20 second. You catch three waves on a really choppy day. And the last one, you kind of do like a fly away, like top turn. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on in that video three or four months ago yeah. that now mm -hmm. I see, I see like a lot of the beauty in that surfing right there. Right. I think that's a really cool thing about yeah. the process of learning is that not only are you learning and getting better at something, you're understanding how much more complexity, uh, yeah. it, you know, how much more there is to make something look so simple, you know, which is so mm -hmm. cool. And, and recently I've been learning a lot. I, I, I was watching some videos. I always like to go back and watch videos of myself and, and watch videos of other guys and, you know, and, and figure out, you know, why they're doing what they're doing and why that works and try and learn from, from everyone else. So recently it was, I, I kind of, I had some trouble um, in, in smaller ways and we set up and went back, studied the videos a little bit and talked to some guys on Instagram and, and I've been working on changing my style a little bit, dropping a little lower in turns um, and, and uh, just changing the way I lead with my arm and it's been helping a ton just getting a little bit more stability on the top turns and, and, uh, cranking harder on the bottom turn. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's really cool. Um, you know, studying everyone else, especially, especially really good guys, you know, Adam Bennett, uh, you know, Mizo. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the, the really stylish guys, Scotty for a wizard. He's amazing. All three of those guys right there and you are the guys that I'm, consistently checking in on, you know, the, one of the ways that I like to really learn is to try to intuit someone's riding through riding their gear and feeling mm. what they feel. You know, you watch their video, like, um, the last video I just kind of just put up on Instagram today, I've really been watching the way that Kiahi pumps and you can just, yeah. I mean, if you look at those two things together, you can see that. Or if, if you look at like the way that I was pumping the 210 and you look at some of your early videos pumping the 210, yeah. it's very similar and that's on yeah. purpose. I mean, the idea is that I come from this like learning philosophy of before you can really get creative you need to understand what's out there. You know, if I'm learning music, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to learn Jimi Hendrix yeah. and John Mayer and, and all this. And then when I've, in, when I've internalized that and I can feel what they feel, well, then you can put creativity yeah. on top of it. I'm not, I'm not at that level exactly. yet in foiling or in music or probably anything else, but um, mm -hmm. that, that's, I think that's a really cool way to learn things. So like, it sounds like you're sim doing something similar right now with your turns and, you know, like, have you reached out to Adam? What was the feedback that he or Mizo or Scotty gave you? I reached out some different to some different guys, but those are the guys whose videos I've been studying a lot. 
Okay. And, uh, and yeah, I like what you said about uh, trying other people's gear and not giving an insight to why they ride the way they do. Yeah. And it's, it's always fun, you know, trying the really good, you know, all the rippers gear out here. <clears throat> you know, if you're, if you're on who, yeah, whoever's trying guys who ride stand up gear and, and just seeing what they feel and you can learn a lot about, about their style based on that. And sometimes yeah. it helps you improve yours. I absolutely agree with that. Um, when you watch say Adam's actually coming on the show here, I think next Wednesday, I hope Thursday, we've been oh, talking cool. about it for a long time. And then we decided to wait until he had ridden all of the high aspect stuff, uh, to record so yeah. we could have that commonality when we talk. But, um, like say when you watch Adam style, um, yeah. what do you think about when you, when you watch him, what are the places that he really excels that impress you? So, yeah, I'm, I'm always really impressed by Adam. Um, you know, he hasn't been foiling for a super long time, but he improves so fast. It's unbelievable. Um, what I, what I see, especially from some of his earlier videos is he does those crazy foam hits and he stays really low through those. And, and sometimes he even grabs the rail. And I noticed that helps a ton with, with his stability <clears throat> and not getting thr too thrown around by the foam hits on bigger waves. And what I noticed too is, you know, everyone's kind of having, having some convergent evolution where recently it seems like, you know, riding the new unifoil wings, um, he, he's standing a little straighter up, but he still has that same, uh, he, you know, he, he still knows how to keep it stable and, and low um, when he needs to. And uh, it's really interesting. And, and you know, a guy like Mizo seems like he has a ton of power to put through the turn. And, um, <clears throat> and he really leads with his upper body a lot. And, uh, <clears throat> it, it, and, he, and he draws good lines on the waves. And I, I like learning from that. Yeah, he's got probably both of those guys probably the two most aggressive guys. Yeah, uh, probably Foil Wizard too. Um, yeah, yeah, Scotty Foil Wizard's uh, definitely an inspiration, especially his strap stuff. Yeah, um, just so stylish. And Kiahi too. Kiahi on his those towing videos he does. Um, just such good flow and such good style. Yeah, you know what it's made me happy. Crazy. This actually made me a little bit happy. He was just on the show and we were talking mm -hmm. about that. And he said that he, you know, focuses on that style. You know, it's, you know, if you watch yeah. him and I, I followed his career because I was, a you know, huge in the stand-up world, like as far as how much time yeah. I spent in that, I, I mean, I love stand-up um, and watching him through that. And just to know that that's actually a focus of his. It's not all just innate talent. Like he actually practices yeah. focusing on what he can do to calm down the style and, and the whole thing. I thought that was and actually yeah. really, really cool. Um, yeah. And I, I like getting, yeah. He, 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 I, I like hearing about what kind of wings he rides and, and why he likes them because, you know, I don't do a whole lot of towing, but he does. Right. And um, <laughs> it's interesting, you know, the, the differences in what you want to ride in those different conditions. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. one of the questions I got was, uh, asking you to talk about from my buddy, Maddie, Maddie Barone, shout out to Maddie mm -hmm. Jacksonville beach crew. Um, what? the slim medium. 
Didn't you have a hand in that? Yeah, I did. Can you talk about um, uh, uh, how that was designed? And, and... Talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm working on a high-performance line, um, a few more wings with those guys. And the slim medium was um, based off you know, the normal medium. We wanted to go higher performance and just increasing the, the upper end of what the medium can do. So, um, you know, went a little higher on a little wider on the wingspan, um, which and thinner changed the foil section a little bit, helped a lot with pumping, um, especially that water wingspan gave it a super slight, um, you know, V in center and made it a lot flatter. And what that did was help a lot on the wing out turns. Um, you can actually breach the tip pretty far and, and have it recover. And um, and that it, it, I'm really happy with how that, that wing turned out. Um, that, the foil section, I'm really happy with that foil section, actually. It's really <laughs> controllable at speed. And I, I love watching uh, he ride it because, um, and, and watching him ride that compared to, he, he also likes the, the normal small uh, front wing. And all the all those wings have really like they ride super smooth. They don't they're not the you know most responsive or or the greatest pumping, but the, the smooth ride is perfect for towing in and perfect for you know really pushing it. Yeah. So yeah, that that slim mediums is a lot of fun. It's actually one of my favorite wings for winging. Oh, is it? Yeah. It, Very you cool. can kind of hit yeah. It, it's fun because it lets you hit the top speed but not be out of control. Um, the the limit is is drag, not not the sensitivity. Interesting. So it's pretty fun downwind. You can just um, drop in on whatever you want and, and it'll be in control. That is the wing that I have done the most towing on. That it was it was mm. a great one because the normal medium. The normal medium. The normal medium. And and yeah. that was because uh, my son could ride it. We try to only bring one board out when we tow. And my son could ride it because it wasn't terrible, like too much lift for him. Uh, and I could yeah. still ride it and pump it. And he could actually pump that wing probably better than any yeah. other setup right now. That actually, he wanted me yeah. to touch on this with you, if you don't mind. Like he's having a yeah, terrible sure. time pumping wings. He can pump the medium MP, NP, and he can okay. pump the Albatross 210 um, Okay. forever basically on the albatross 210 or the uh this the unifoil 210 is the one i have down there yeah. um but he has a hard time on the mfc 1250 he just got the 150 from cliffy and he's having a hard time on that too and i'm wondering okay. if it's just a thrust versus drag equation problem um because he only weighs 70 pounds so he's not a big deal um, yeah there there's a huge difference in technique between those wings too yeah the 210 is crazy efficient so especially at his weight pretty much no matter what you do you'll stay up forever <laughs> um and the the medium has a really easy pumping technique and i've heard feedback from a few guys on on the normal medium versus the slim where they actually find the medium easier to pump okay you know the slim in in theory and what from what i feel is way more efficient just because of the, they of the tech of their technique Right. The, the normal medium is easier. Um, so, so that could be it. We're, we're, 
it's it's just a sim a simpler technique, and he likes that. Um, where as you probably experienced something like the MSC, or probably the, the Elat 150, is a little trickier, but once you get it, it's more efficient. Yeah, those so, I haven't ridden that 150. Yeah. Um, I wanted to tow on it, and then my buddy's boat broke. We got stuck on an island for an afternoon, and then <laughs> yeah, that was the rest of our towing. That was the last of it. Um, yeah. the the MFC stuff, you know, going back to that a little bit, it feels like. Mm -hmm. The, the clicking moment for me was when it felt like there's this maximal lift where as you're coming up to the top of your pump, you can feel the wing mm -hmm. kind of lock in. And if yeah. you just stay right where it locks in at that angle of attack, it, it's yeah. got almost no resistance and tons of speed on tap. And if you push through yeah. that, then you really lose all of that efficiency. And that's what I used to do. I yeah, used to – go ahead. You over push it, Yeah. Yeah. But too too hard. Yeah, and I would just push right through it, and you just you know break yeah. break the lock. Yeah, yeah. With those really thin wings, you got to it's a it's a it's a balance for sure. Yeah, but um for for him, I'd say you know keeping something that's easy uh, easy to change the pitch on. So probably he'll probably ride a smaller tailing than you. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure. Just because he, you know, he doesn't have the same strength or as wide of a stance because he's smaller. Right. Um, so, so riding something that's easier to pitch or, or looser in pitch would probably help him a lot. Um, that's a good point. Um, yeah, because if he's probably not moving the, he's probably not moving the foil a whole lot up and down. I'm guessing. No, I mean he's not um, very tall. So light, not so small. Right. So. So things that are also really stall resistant, like the normal medium and the 210 are good for him. Um, right on. But yeah, how, how's he liking that 150? Because that's a pretty small wing. It's small. I mean, it's he he's had some amazing rides on it. He actually connected, you know, a number of times on it. He's able to pump it a little bit. I think his technique, I think it clicked the last morning for him. Um, yeah. He pumped like for like 20 seconds, 30 seconds, like almost all the way back to the boat as we were finishing up our – Wow. You know, a great way to end the trip. Um, yeah, but it's great because it's not; it doesn't overlift him. He can take off, and and he rides pretty big waves relative to his thinking. size. Um, yeah, and, and and it seems like more of the right size wing for him. Yeah, if you saw the end of that video I just posted, um, that's him on a pretty big wave. Like that was probably three feet at fifteen seconds. You know, open ocean swell. Okay. Um, and he has no problem controlling it in that, which a lot of stuff he wouldn't be able to yeah. hold in. That's sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's cool seeing you know, the, the little kids riding. And, and I, I talked to Bob, you know, Bobo Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I flow with him and talk to him a lot. And it's always cool seeing what, uh, what works for him, what kind of gear, you know, what kind of wings, what kind of sails. Um, I should get and, him. Uh, you know, learn from that. That's awesome. I, I, it'd be yeah, great for. <laughs> um, yeah, I apologize, everybody listening. We're talking over each other. We're, we're on Skype, and and Kane's in Hawaii. I'm in the East Coast, so there's a little bit of a delay. It's, I always say that I'm not being, I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> there's a fine line between leaving too much dead space and. <laughs> yeah. And talking yeah, over. There's some dead space. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's wrap this up. Uh, my last thought for you. Oh. 
is in, in surfing, there was this time where, you know, I was a short boarder and Mm -hmm. there's this, you know, like you think a board's not good because it doesn't surf good for you. And then you watch someone else surf it and they surf good. We've touched on this a little bit, but then there was this whole journey I went through with surfboards and now I'm going through it right now with foils where, you know, it's really beautiful to be able to, to grab something and be loose enough in your style to ride it in the way it wants to be ridden. And I feel like that's when you learn the most is when you're no longer trying to impose your style and will on your, on your tool, but you're, but you're, but you're learning from your tool and then, and then you learn something new. Um, Kind of within that framework, let's talk about quiver a little bit and let's talk about, you know, if you, if you had to pick four wings and three boards or something like that, that you were going to, you know, definitely having your quiver for the rest of your life, what would they be? Yeah. And, and what do you learn from those tools? Um, so probably, let me think. Definitely stealth 175. Okay. Um, I go stealth 175, albatross 210. Okay. And then it, it's always nice to have a medium wing in there. So I probably, it would probably be between the, uh, Takuma wall foil uh, 1300 and the slim medium. Okay. Um, I, I, I'd be pretty split between those two. And that's probably a pretty good quiver. Maybe something small, like a, like a really small high aspect wing. But my main three would be like small, a small surf wing, like the South 175. A medium, something around 1250, 1250, 1300. I'd go Takuma Lol or uh, or Slim Medium, and then something big, high aspect that I can pump forever or downwind, like the 210. Gotcha. Now, if you'll talk about each one of those wings for just a minute and kind of like what yeah what you learned from you know for like interpreting style through the tool, what yeah. do you get out of out of each of those and if people are picking up or, or riding those what should they be trying to feel um oh, man. to That's, feel what kane feels yeah. when he when when you when you ride the 175 or the 210 or the lol yeah. or slim medium so oh man yeah that, that is tricky um <laughs> for me for me riding the 175 i don't really know it just the way i have it set up feels really natural and it feels like I like it because the it feels like the wing has way more performance than what I can get out of it. Right. Okay. So, so I'm not limited by the gear um, for surfing. Um, I, I don't. It's hard to explain the specifics and what what you should feel. When is when does when do you feel? When do you feel that wing is excelling the most? Mm-hmm. What what is the session that you're on when? you do what maneuver it is and um, you're just like, I would not have pulled that it, maneuver on any other wing. When it's shoulder high to a foot or two overhead, um, like slightly soft waves, you know, not breaking full top to bottom. And I can really get in the section, like in a critical spot on the wave. That's when it feels the best. You know, where you have as much speed as you want, you can just crank super hard turns and 
and uh, the waves are better than you are too. <laughs> that's when it, that's when it's the most fun. Um, something like uh, that those medium foils, Sakuma Wall 1300 or still medium. Uh, <clears throat> I really like when it's pretty small or I want to wing, uh, winging downwind or I want to just, you know, basically ditch the wing and, and just and surf. Um, those are a little more front foot led than, than, than the signatures are and just they're, they're a really good balance between pump and pumping and surfing and so those are fun you're just more relaxed um, big wings it's all about it's a game for, you know it's all about using as little energy as you can you know, trying to connect waves and and staying up for as long as your as your legs will let you. <laughs> um, on the, on something like a two ten or a GL one eighty or a similar wing, um, it's for for me. You kind of you kind of always play a game on, of of trying to maximize the glide between your pumps and pumping it like trying to maximize the glide and the time between your pumps. Because every time you pump that thing, it, it takes energy. So you want to stay super high, high out of the water, give it a pump, almost stall it, and then pump again. Um, I, I have some shaky video I might post of that. Do, do you try <laughs> to stall it, or do you, are you trying to maintain a certain velocity? I almost feel like... It's, for me, it's easier to maintain a faster speed. At least on yeah. the 190 on this last trip, like once I got slow, it took me a lot of work to get my speed back up. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a sweet spot for sure where you can go too slow, but if you stay super high, you can go. So the faster you go, the more energy you're wasting in drag too. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. You, you want to go as slow as you can or spend the most time between pumps and that'll give you that'll that'll use the least amount of energy um yeah optimizing the time between pumps because if you're going fast you're, pump, you're pumping faster yeah at that same speed. so so when you're doing that are you then i find that my normal pump for like the 210 i have mm -hmm. to accelerate to have a good connection turn so I guess that's kind of what you're talking yeah. about. Like I stay at a certain speed, but then when I'm about to connect, I have to really up my cadence for a few pumps yeah. to have a good turn or else you kind of limp in, which is that really, totally. I, I hate that when you limp into a, to a wave. Yeah. And you can feel yourself wasting energy, trying to pump back onto it. Right. Yeah. I definitely want to accelerate a little bit before you turn onto the next wave. Um, but also, especially on the 210, I've noticed, I, I just use the, the stock, whatever, 16-inch down curve tail that, comes with, that I got with it. On the, on the which and wing? Out of, on the 210. Oh, do you? Use the 16? Yeah, out of, yeah, out of everything I've tried, I've tried smaller, smaller flat tails. I've tried, you know, cut down, down curve tails. Um, that 16 is actually kind of the perfect size for, for me and for my weight because it goes back to what I was talking about with your son and the, the meal, that meal pride medium being easy to pump. It's mm -hmm. an easier technique 
and that easier yeah. technique uses less energy. So it it lets me keep it at a higher angle between pumps and get just a little bit more glide. Um, where on a smaller towing, I'd, I'd have to be actively controlling that all the time. Yep. Um, well, I a hundred percent can feel that. I mean, this, I tried all these smaller wings and the smaller I went, the more aggressive I had to be in pumping, the more energy it was, but you get yeah. a benefit in surfing. Totally. Or at least I will in For small sure. surf. Yeah. And, uh, something, the high, the high aspect wings are interesting because I'm actually not going flat on my tail wing. Um, I don't want a flat tail wing because they're too, they're so flat and so wide that they get, they're, they get really yaw sensitive, right. especially once the wingtip's out. And what controls how far that wingtip is out is your yaw control. And your only yaw stability is going to be the mass. And that only control is going to be the mass. And that gets pretty sensitive. So having, uh, having something like the down curved tail or, or maybe something with little flipped up tips makes a huge difference in control. And so you can have small area with little, with little flipped up tips and uh, it it makes it instantly better. (laughs) Say say that part again there with the small area and flipped up tips. So like flat, but flip tips or flat with little flip tips. Yeah. Up or down. It doesn't really up or down won't, won't matter too much. Um, down might be a little better for pumping. That's crazy. I wonder if that's why I liked surfing my super flexible tail more because I was putting curve into the tail in the turns. Oh, maybe. I mean, it, it bent about two inches. It was like incredibly flexible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it pretty crazy. I've had a little experience with the flexi tail wings, you know, on the 170 fish. Um, that's a really interesting wing to ride. And, uh, for a while last, last winter I was riding, um, two surfboard tail wings or sorry, surfboard fins as my tail wings. You just and blast them together. Kind of no, just bolt them on. I took, okay. you know, um, you know, how some future fins have like a, not, I guess it's not a honeycomb, but, um, you know, you can fit a bolt through yeah. that future fin connection. Mm-hmm. So I just stacked two of them, <laughs> put a bolt through with a washer on top. So they're and a little staggered. Great. <laughs> yeah. I made this little, this tiny little 3d printed tail wing. I was out on an epic day. It was, it was one of those days where there's this spot <laughs> on at Kahului Harbor by the, by canoe club. And it, it breaks maybe once a year, maybe once or twice a year. And it was one of those days I was out there testing it, broke the tail wing. And I was like, shit, what do I ride now? <laughs> so I look at my car, didn't have any other good tail wings, and, but I had these future fins <laughs> and a lot of bolts. <laughs> Threw it on and it was awesome um, until I you know, found something better. That's classic. I saw somebody, I don't know who it was on Instagram. I apologize if you're listening and I don't remember yeah. who you were, but somebody glassed two surfboard fins together and used that, that as a tail been, wing. Uh, that might have been, shout out to George Foster. Foster Designs, I think his name okay. is on Instagram. He makes all kinds of crazy stuff and adapts it to the Armstrong fuselage. You know, create super crazy tail wings, like that's rad. Wild front wings, and 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 he's he's trying some cool stuff, and it's working great. 
So yeah, um, shout, out, shout out to him. But I think he, I think he did that. Right on. Well, shout out. Um, I got to say this, uh, the foil community is amazing. The, uh, yeah. just, just the, how everybody share knowledge right now and stoked on design and I'll post a question or I'll, I'll, you know, post a video and the feedback mm -hmm. that I get is just amazing. You know, the other day I posted a video up or something and PB from Lost Boys, who's, uh, he's a great dude, uh, hits yeah. me up. He, you know, he is a world tour surfer and he's like, Hey, okay. I know you're all about, you know, constructive criticism and, you know, he's a probably about as good of a surf coach as you can get. He's like, I've got some feedback of what yeah. you can do with your front arm. And it really oh, cool. like set me back for like three or four days thinking about like just surfing and how long I've been doing something wrong my whole life Yeah, and how rad that is that he just reached out to tell me that. Um, anyways, it's really cool. Yeah. That, that's what I love about the, the, the foil community. Everyone's so just stoked to be out there and everyone, you know, gives each other advice and talks gear and, and I always see people, you know, try my wing, try my board, you know, with, with all the other guys at the beach and, uh, and just stoked on, on the whole community getting better. Yeah. And like things like, you know, that the, the contest that just happened on Kauai, it seemed like it looked like such a great event and, uh, and just the amount of stoke and it looked like the level of riding was off the charts. And, uh, yeah, I, I just love the, really love the community. Love trying to help everyone get better. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to be back in the water? When am I going to be back in the water? Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% on that yet. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I'm going to go see someone on Kauai on the 16th. And I'll have a bit better idea after that. Um, and after that, I, I should be able to start PT too. But I'd give it a, maybe. Let's, ooh, it's hard. I was, earlier, I was saying let's. I'll, I'll just say one to two months before gotcha. I'm back standing up on a on a foil, and probably a, definitely a bit longer until I'm back on my prone board. You know, in it again. Um, gotcha. I'll probably stay off airs for a long time. Um, just because of the impact. So no, no airs winging and only little strapless airs with a brace on. Gotcha. Just got to be careful with it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'll say one to, one to two months before I'm back out proning on a sup and on my albatross. Well, hopefully that, uh, hopefully everything goes super smoothly for you on that appointment and everything. Yeah. Um, look yeah. into, uh, Don joy braces. Um, I, I have a ton of them. Okay. Those things are amazing, dude. I wear, I ruined my knee. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, those things are, those things are really good. Um, yeah. All right. Well, how do people support you? Where do people follow you on Katie Maui, KD Maui on Instagram, um, flying yep. Dutchman boards. If they, if, uh, yep. if any of you guys want to check out Kane's boards, uh, what else, what else can people do to support you, Kane? Um, yeah, Instagram is great. Um, yeah, for sure. Check out Flying Dutchman. Check out Signature Foils. Um, take a look at some of the new Neil Pride wings that might be that should be coming out soon, as well as keep an eye on Signature. Might may or may not be working on some some tail wings. So 
Very cool. Yeah, keep a lookout for that. Um, got some other cool stuff coming up soon. Um, you'll see. You'll know when it happens. But yeah, Instagram. Keep up the support. Nice. Um, love it. Um, Let me know if you need somebody to test some of this stuff, stuff man. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of do. I'm always looking for people to, you know, to try my gear. Just got that new Ona Foil Swift 225. And uh, super bummed I can't test it. <laughs> that sucks. But, um, yeah. If anyone on Maui wants to uh, wants to demo some of my gear, hit me up on Instagram. Um, I'd love to meet up and and uh, get you on it. Awesome. Well, um, heal quick. Thank you. Uh, you know, probably on behalf of the whole foiling community, a huge thanks for all the time that you've spent. Uh, you know, and energy and and on the design side, on the surfing side, on all of it. It's a it's a huge inspiration, man. And um, it's a, it's, 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 it's a bummer that you're not in the water. You know, I, I know for me personally, and a lot of guys I talk to, you know, you're a huge inspiration and everybody is following your lead. You know, it's, it's a really cool sport to yeah. where the bar keeps raising, it keeps moving, you know, you, you yeah. get to a certain place and then your next video drops or Adams or, you know a number of mesos or, or whoever's mm-hmm. and you know the level is that much higher and in one way it's really frustrating but in another way it's it's just amazing because you don't want to hit the bar ever right the, the fun's in the process yeah. and um so hopefully yeah yeah you know I, i'm just so blown away by, by by the whole community and and by um you know like seeing people watch my videos and stuff and it, it's it's really crazy and i i never thought you know I'd really have that. So, um, yeah, stoked on, stoked on the community and I'm, I'm glad that people like, you know, like what I post and they're maybe inspired. So yeah, thanks. Thanks to everyone out there. Um, listening. It's kind of an honor. All right, Kane. Well, but, appreciate your time, thank man. You for me Absolutely, dude. Thanks for doing it. I learned, it uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing to be a part of. And, uh, you know, help, sure. helps everybody learn and helps me learn. Yeah. Well, uh, good talking to you and I can get back on soon, get back in the water soon. And, and uh, yeah, start being on. Awesome. Cool. Kane, thanks. So, uh, thanks so much for doing that, man. That was awesome.